Hey, this is Jeremy Isaacs, lead pastor of Generations Church, where we want to live like it matters. For more information about our church, you can visit us at g.church. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thanks again for listening. Well, happy Easter to you. You've already been greeted. I've already told you happy Easter and how much I miss you. But can I just tell you one more time, I really do miss you. I miss not being together. There's something special about celebrating Easter Sunday together with your church family because the Apostle Paul tells us in the New Testament that if, if Christ wasn't raised from the dead, none of the rest of what we believe even matters because it would prove that there's something greater than the power of God at work. And so I, I love to celebrate Easter together because it, it kind of seems like the icing on top of the cake. It kind of seems like maybe the cherry on top or even the candle right up on top. It just seems like everything, the culmination of everything that we believe. And so I hate not doing that together in person, but I am thankful for technology which brings us together. And my hope for you today is that you are celebrating Easter with, with friends or family that are there together with you and whatever is allowable. And, and I hope that you'll tag us and let us know you're watching and where you're watching from and who's watching with you and how you're celebrating Easter together. Maybe you can't be there in, in physical proximity to one another, but maybe today through FaceTime or some other technology, you'll be able to connect to your friends and family just to celebrate Easter with them. As well, I recognize that on this Easter Sunday, there's a lot of things that are swirling around. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of things that we're facing, uh, some, some good but most bad, at least what's going on in the world. And maybe your circumstances are, are such that you don't feel a lot of difference. You, you, you haven't lost your job. You're not sick. Nobody you know is sick. And so maybe you're still having to work or you already work from home or you're retired. And so the circumstances of your life don't seem like they've changed very much. But I also know that there are a number of people that are a part of or connected to our church family that, that feel a sense of hopelessness on this Easter Sunday. I know we have one family whose father tested positive recently for, for COVID-19. They haven't seen him in maybe four to five, six weeks. And, and so they uh, airlifted him to another facility and he's gonna be sedated. And so they haven't been able to speak to him. And so there's a sense of hopelessness there about what's happening and what's going to happen. And when will we speak to him? And what's, what's God up to? And, and we're praying and believing for healing for this, this father and for this family. I, I've talked to several people in our congregation over this last week who haven't necessarily lost their job at this point, but they do realize that maybe they're kind of on the list of, of what might be next. They're not a part of the 10 million who have filed for unemployment over the last few weeks, but they know if there's another round of cuts at their company, they may be on the next list. And so there's a sense of uncertainty there. And, and even when we have a quiet confidence that God is in control, perhaps there is a sense for some of hopelessness on this Easter Sunday. And what I want you to do is I want you to take your mind off of those things and I want you to recognize that what Easter gives to all of us is hope. Easter is filled with hope because God chose to raise Jesus Christ from the dead. He proved to all of mankind, all of humanity, all of history, that even death was not more powerful than the power of God at work in his son, Jesus Christ. And it proves to all of us that no matter what we're walking through today, that God has the power to do whatever it is that we need him to do and whatever it is that he desires to do in and through our lives because he proved that on Resurrection Sunday. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that whatever you're walking through today, you can have hope instead of hopelessness. You know, I was thinking this past week about some circumstances in my life, some times in my life when I have felt hopeless. And there have been 
some, some big moments for sure when I felt hopeless. I was thinking about some funny ones, though, where uh, a few years ago we took our staff to participate in an escape room. Now, if you've never done this, you're not familiar with this. An escape room is just a game, and uh, they don't actually lock you in. There, there's a door on the backside where you can get out. They, I guess by law they can't officially lock you in. Thank goodness for that. But we went together as a staff one Christmas to celebrate And as a part of this, it's a game where you're in a room and the clock starts and you get one hour and you're looking for evidence and clues and other equipment that's in the room and you're a part of a narrative. There's a story that's being played out. Maybe you find yourself on a submarine or maybe you're on some type of military base or maybe you're on an alien spaceship somewhere, but you're a part of a story. And as a part of that story, you're looking for clues that would help you to keep moving forward through the room to eventually escape within the time that they've allotted Well, a few years ago when we took our staff, with the hour that we were given, I think we had 12 or 13 minutes left when we escaped that room. I've got a picture of that group. This is some of our staff at that point, and we're looking here. We escaped in 47 minutes, so we had a little over 12 left. I was the moral support. I saved the world, and all I get to do is hold this sign. Without me, they would have lost was what my sign said. And so a year or two later after that, we decided to do it again for for Christmas. We had some new staff at that point, some of our existing staff, even that you know now. And and maybe we weren't as good a team. I'm not really sure. Maybe we didn't work together quite as well, but we did not escape on that night. And it felt so hopeless. We, We held up some different signs on that night. I'm still confused. Stupid is as stupid does. At least I'm cute. My wife held that up. That's true. I just held up a sign that says I wanted a better team, you know? Uh, but there was a sense, even as we walked into that room, that we've got, a, we've got a job to do. And as the time crept lower and lower and lower, and we started to realize that we were not going to get out of this room, there was a sense of hopelessness that came over me. There was a sense like, we're not going to get out. We're not going to win the game. I'm super competitive. Those that know me well know that. I, if we're both walking to the back door of this room, I'm going to try to beat you there because I love to win. And so knowing that I was going to lose, knowing that there was no hope towards the end of this game for us to win, man, it felt so hopeless. And maybe that's where you find yourself on this Easter Sunday. Maybe there's a sense of hopelessness in you. I want us to go to a story in the, in the gospel account of John that we find some of Christ's disciples and they were locked in a room, very similar to what I had experienced, maybe for a different set of circumstances. Look at this in John chapter 20, verse 19. It says, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. The doors were locked because of fear. They were afraid that the Jewish leaders were going to come and arrest them. Just think about this. Their friend, their mentor, their teacher, their rabbi, this this one who had proclaimed that he was going to build a kingdom, was arrested, and then he was eventually crucified. And now after his death, before they have experienced the power of resurrection, before they've actually seen him all together as one group, Jesus comes breaking into a room where they were hidden away. Why were they hidden away? Because they assumed they were next. They assumed that the Jewish leaders who had arrested Jesus were going to come and arrest them because they were his followers. They were his disciples. They were the ones who were now tasked to lead this global movement, to lead this new religion, this new uh, Christianity, even though it wasn't called that in that day. This, the, the way is what they began to call it in the first century. So they assumed, hey, if they know we're the ones that have been tasked with this, They're gonna come after us. They're going to arrest us. They're gonna kill us next. And so they were so afraid that they locked themselves into that room and yet Jesus broke into that room 
We don't have anything written here in this account that Jesus did anything but just walk through the wall or walk through that locked door. He showed up. Well, can I tell you today that maybe you find yourself in a similar place to these disciples? Maybe you find yourself locked up by fear and worry and anxiety. Maybe the uncertainty of what is before you has got you so gripped that you almost can't function. You don't know what to do today. You don't know what to do tomorrow. You're not sure what the next step is You don't know what's going to happen if they lay you off. You don't know what's gonna happen because they already have laid you off. You don't know what's going to happen with health reports and doctor visits and and you're not sure what's gonna happen when all of this seems to come to an end and you've gotta function in a new normal now that you've been in this reality for some length of time. But can I say to you that you cannot isolate yourself away from the presence of God? We've already prayed that today. We've already talked about that and declared that truth from scripture earlier in our service together. You cannot isolate yourself from God's presence. You can't socially distance yourself away from God. He promises to be near to the brokenhearted. He promises to be closer to us even than a brother. He promises his proximity to us, his presence with us. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so even as you try to isolate yourself and lock yourself away in fear, Jesus has a tendency just to show up in those circumstances. He showed up because these disciples were afraid because of what they had seen. They had seen Christ die And they had seen him be placed into a tomb. And they assumed that when he was placed into that tomb, that's exactly where he would stay. But you and I know the rest of the story. We know he didn't stay there. Look at this in Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse two. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and he sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. I love the various accounts here in the Gospels of the Easter story because it helps us to see from different perspectives how these early followers of Jesus encountered the the risen Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, the empty tomb. We see the, the John account where the two disciples run to the empty tomb. We see in several places where the women were coming to anoint Jesus and they were coming to worship on that early Sunday morning. And so we see that when they encounter the empty tomb, when they encounter uh, the, the angel, or perhaps when they encounter who they think is a gardener, but it's actually Jesus. I, I love the richness of all of these descriptions of these moments because they just didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. They assumed when you, were, when you were dead and you were placed in a tomb, that's exactly where you would stay. But can I be honest with you on this Easter Sunday morning, and I've been waiting to tell you this all week long. To Jesus, the tomb was just an escape room. I mean, come on, that's good, right? That's good. Right where you're at, in your living room or wherever you're at today, I just want you to say amen, that's good. To Jesus, the tomb was just an escape room. I mean, he was able to break out through the power of God exhibited in his life in that moment, the power of God that was demonstrated, the angel, the earthquake, the violence that shook the earth in that moment. Jesus escaped from what seemed unescapable. And so I don't know where you find yourself today, but I recognize on this Easter Sunday that this gives me hope and I hope that it gives you hope. 
Because what you and I have to realize is that wherever we find ourselves, God is present right in the midst of those circumstances. I want you to think about the parallel of these two stories. There was some comparison and contrast that happens here that reveals so much about the character and the nature of God in each of these places. What we look at here is that Jesus was locked in and he broke out. He was locked into the tomb and he broke out of the tomb. On the other hand, the disciples were locking people out and Jesus broke in. Those disciples who were afraid were locking people out of the house where they were at and yet Jesus broke into their circumstances. No matter where you find yourself today, God is all you need. If you feel locked up, if you feel bound up by something, God can set you free. If you feel gripped by fear, God can give you peace and calm. If you feel like there are dead things and dead places and dead dreams and dead relationships and dead hopes for your future, God can give you new life. I don't know what you're walking through today. I don't know what this Easter Sunday holds for you. I don't know if there's a great sense of hope or if there is a fear and dread and hopelessness. But I know today that God desires for you to experience the power of resurrection. He desires for you to experience the full power of him breaking into your circumstances and setting you free, helping you to escape all of the various things that are fighting against you. Perhaps you, you find yourself in a place today where you're controlled by some type of addiction, some type of addictive behavior, sin, lifestyle, some choice that you've made that's taken you down a path that you never would have chosen if you would have known this is how it was going to turn out. And you are completely bound and locked up by this behavioral pattern in your life. And you don't even know how to, how to escape. You don't know how to get out of this. You've tried before. You've done the steps. You've talked to people. Can I say to you today that I believe God desires on this Easter Sunday, right where you are, to set you free. I believe it with all of my heart. And it could be that as you are being set free, that he desires for you to lean into other relationships so that the people around you, in your G group and on your G team, maybe he wants you to talk to a counselor, to a pastor. Maybe he wants you to get some other help to complement the work that he's doing in your heart and in your life to set you free. But today, God desires to set you free from whatever has you bound. As I've already referenced several times before, maybe today you are gripped by fear. You've, you've just isolated yourself from other people. You don't know how to function sometimes. Some days you don't even think you can get up out of the bed. Every possible moment that you can, you just try to find a quiet, dark space because you're not really sure that you have the energy to make it through this day because of what you're afraid of. Can I say to you that God is revealing himself to you just like Jesus broke into that place where the disciples were? Why did he break in? because he wanted to show them the scars on his hands and the pierce in his side. He wanted to reveal himself to them so that they would know what he had experienced for them, so that they could believe that he was the same one that they had seen to die, but he was resurrected. I believe today that God is trying to reveal himself to you as well. God wants to show you who he actually is. He wants to show you his strength and his power, he wants to give you a comfort and a confidence and a peace so that you can make it through this day and not just limp along through this day, but that you can be victorious in this day. God is breaking into your circumstances to change your circumstances. 
And so maybe you've been isolating. Maybe you've been pushing back from relationships. Can I say to you that perhaps the thing that you need to do is you need to lean into relationships. You need to get into a G group. We've got groups that are meeting online right now and you can start in that format and then eventually go to meeting in person when all of this is lifted because you need relationship with other people. You need to be encouraged by the story of other people and you need to tell your story to encourage other people. You need to get onto a team You need to use your talent, your ability, the passions that God has given to you, the gifts that he's placed in your life to serve other people, to make a difference. We encourage you to jump into our digital discovery track. It meets on Tuesday nights. And you can jump in and help discover your purpose and figure out how you can make a difference. We're not just standing still in the midst of all of these present circumstances. We are preparing for what God is going to do in the next season and for what God is doing right now. And so maybe you need to jump into Discovery Track, not by way of commercial, but so that you can get into relationship with others and so you can discover that purpose and determine how it is that God desires to use you for his purposes to make a difference in the life of someone else. You have purpose. Don't isolate. Don't lock yourself away. God is trying to break in right now into that place where you find yourself so that he can set you free. And all of these things and everything we've already talked about today What I want you to know is that Easter means hope. I've said for a number of years, I said it this morning in our sunrise service, but resurrection is not an event. Resurrection is a person. And what it tells me is that even when death is a part of the story, and there's so much of that that's taking place in our world right now, a lot of the stories that we hear are about sickness and disease and death and when the numbers are going to peak and when they're going to plateau and when they're going to begin to decline. And so we see all of these things and it can, it can create a sense of dread and fear in us for sure. But even when death is a part of the story, in the story of God, death is not the end. The desire of God is that we would have life and we would have life more abundantly. We would have life to the full, that we would spend life in eternity with him. And so what I want you to know today is that God desires life for you, greater life than you're even living, a life filled with relationship with him and relationship with others in the way that he created you and intended you to live And so my hope for you coming out of this Easter Sunday is that you live the best version of your life, not because of your efforts and your ability, not because you try harder, but because God unlocks something today, that you escape from the mundane, you escape from the fear, you escape from the addictive behavior, and God sets you free to live the life that he intended you to live. That's my hope. That's my prayer. On this Easter Sunday, 2020, as you sit in your living room or you're driving in your car with your phone safely stowed away perhaps, you're watching on some other device somewhere, maybe you're alone or maybe you're with your family. Today on Easter Sunday 2020, in a, in a unique set of circumstances, in a, in a set of circumstances and a present reality that no one in our world has ever faced with this global pandemic, that today you would recognize the hope that's available because of the power of God demonstrated through Jesus Christ to raise him from the dead. And the same power that raised Christ from the dead, the New Testament tells us, is the same power that lives in you and lives in me as we follow after Jesus Christ. You have that power today. You have the power for life to live the life that God intended, to be free from whatever has you bound, not to isolate, but to step out into all that God has destined and purposed for you 
today. And that's my hope. That's my prayer is that you would experience life to the full. So I want to pray for you today. And then in just a moment, as we close our time, you're going to see a link in the comment section of wherever you are watching this this online service. And we'd love to have you jump into that digital lobby that we have available just so you can connect with some other people. And for you, some of you, as you watch this, that may be the most spiritual thing you can do today is to click that link to jump into one of those digital lobby rooms and to talk to someone, to pray with someone. But even if you don't have a need right now, just to connect to some other people and to see some other faces, even through a screen, so that you can know you're not walking through this alone. I'm gonna ask you right where you're at just to bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment. Nobody looking around. I know that might seem awkward to you, but just a quiet moment between you and God today. God, I pray right now for every single person that's watching, every single person that's listening, and right now, wherever they're at, God, they may recognize that the very best step that they could take is to enter into relationship with you, to recognize their need for you to be the Lord and Savior of their life, to forgive their sins and to change their eternity forever. What better day than this? God, we thank you for Easter and the power of the resurrection that we can have new life in you. And so God, now I pray for those people that you would save them, forgive them, lead and guide their lives from this moment forward as they commit themselves to you forever and ever. God, I pray for those who are bound in addiction right now. God, they find themselves completely Uh, restricted to be able to live the life that you've called them and destined them and purposed them to live because of some choices that they've made in the past and they never would have chosen those things if they knew this is where it was gonna lead. God, I pray for freedom right now. I pray, God, that you would unlock them and God, that you would do in this instant what they've tried to do a 100 times before or a 1,000 times before and God, you would grant them the freedom that they desire. Freedom in you. God, we thank you that you can do that kind of work. And God, now I pray for those who may be bound by fear and worry and anxiety. God, they've locked themselves away and they're missing so much of the life that you've intended for them to live because they've isolated for the fear of what may be coming to their door. And so God, I pray now that you would break into that place, reveal yourself to them in a new way and let them have a confidence and a boldness that comes from you. God, we thank you that to Jesus, the tomb was just an escape room. He did not stay there. He broke out, and God, we thank you today that we can break out and live the kinds of lives that we were intended to live because your story always is about life and not death. Let us live the lives you've called us to live. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. I love you. I miss you. Happy Easter. Thanks again for listening. If today's message was an encouragement to you, we invite you to share it with your friends and family. Maybe subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It just helps us spread the word about what God's doing here at Generations Church. For more information about the church, visit us at g.church. Have a great day, and God bless.